Alright everyone, how are you doing today? In today's video, we are going to chat all about behavior modification because that is kind of my background, but really all that entails is habit change and how we can change our habits and our behaviors in a more productive, actually do it successfully kind of way. So let's sit back, get cozy, and let's get started. Hello, my beautiful wolves, and welcome to Step One, the first step to transformation podcast with me, Kelsey, as your host. I am the owner of Luna Wolf Healing, lifestyle coach for change, mindset, self-love, and healing. Certified in cognitive behavioral therapy, behavior modification, confidence coaching, mindset coaching, and transformational life coaching. And we are on a journey to transform and take the power of our life back one step at a time. In this podcast, we're going to dive deep, get in touch with our authentic selves, gain clarity, get empowered to take action, to heal old wounds, overcome barriers, discover our purpose, and change our lives. Join me, find the voice of your soul, speak your truth, stand in your power, and let's take that first step together. Okay, so behavior modification. Behavior modification is honestly just a term, a program, you know, something that us behavior analysis love to use to help other people and even ourselves change our behaviors and change our habits. Behavior modification is simply just a method, all right? And it entails taking the undesirable behavior and exchanging it for a more suitable one through a bunch of different styles and techniques. It's been successful in reducing anxiety, symptoms of OCD, ADHD, autism, depression, and so much more. So I thought it would be a really, really fun thing to kind of chat about today, especially knowing that we are in the beginning of 2023. A lot of us are on this whole like new year, new me vibe. I know I'm not. If you listened to my YouTube video that came out on January the 6th, I talked all about how I'm kind of skipping that new year's new me vibe. However, we are always looking to grow and evolve, right? That is our whole entire purpose, and especially here at this podcast, the step one, right? Step one podcast to your transformation, blah, 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 blah. So behavior modification is going to be an amazing tool for you to have in your back pocket going through these changes and evolving into that newer you. So first I thought I would talk to you guys a little bit more about the specific different techniques of behavior modification, of habit change, and kind of the things to look out for to help you out on this journey. And then I'll take it kind of step by step of behavior modification. I'll also give you some examples on how I used it myself for me, not just my clients, but just, you know, for me in my life in general. So some of the different techniques in behavior modification is 
understanding the difference between positive reinforcement, which equals a reward, and a negative reinforcement, which equals a removal. So, a really good way to remember the difference between a positive reinforcement and a negative reinforcement is a positive reinforcement is you are rewarding the behavior that you want. So, maybe you get a piece of candy because you did the dishes or something <laughs> silly like that. For negative reinforcement, the only way you need to remember negative reinforcement is when you aren't wearing your seatbelt and that beep can, goes off like no tomorrow. Beep, 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 put your seatbelt on, beep, 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 put your seatbelt on, and it doesn't turn off until you put your seatbelt on. That is an example of a negative reinforcement because you are removing that beep by implementing the behavior of putting on your seatbelt. Okay? Now, another technique to understand is punishment, which a lot of us are used to, right? We punish the behavior that we do not want to see. But the thing is, guys, is that, you know, punishment is just not nice. We know this. We didn't like being punished. I mean, there's so much more research coming out now that using positive techniques versus uh, punishing techniques work so much more for animals, for children, and so therefore for you, okay? So stop punishing yourself every single time you mess up. Another really great technique for behavior modification is actually using the emotional freedom technique, aka EFTs, aka how I like to say affirmations and acupuncture, had sex, made a baby, created EFTs. EFTs are really, really great because they are using your energetic points in your body while you are affirming to yourself. A Another technique used in behavior modification is called NLP, okay? NLP, and this is neuro-linguistic programming. So it's the study of communication and how it can be altered, okay? Next is meditation. Meditation is another way that you can change your behaviors. Why? Well, meditation helps you rewire your brain. It improves brain function and memory. Helps you build connections between the left and the right side of your brain. And it's going to help you alleviate anxiety and depression. I've talked about meditation a lot. Figure out a way that works for you, because there is one. So, mm. And another technique is called CBT. You might have heard this before. That is cognitive behavioral therapy. Cognitive behavioral therapy is the uh, psychotherapeutic approach, okay, that looks at maladaptive behaviors. And maladaptive behaviors, again, is just a nice fancy word for negative behaviors. So CBT is looking at those negative behaviors through goal-oriented lens. Okay, and it focus a, focuses a lot on presence and mindfulness. And then another form of behavior modification is actually ignoring the behavior itself. 
So those are some examples of the different techniques used in behavior modification that you can use for your habit change behavior, uh, sorry, positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement. There's also punishment, EFTs, the neuro-linguistic programming, meditation, CBT, and also ignoring the behavior. So those are all sorts of different techniques used. Now I'm going to walk you through a couple of examples where I have used CBT, not CBT, where I've used behavior modification and habit change to assist me in my growth. So example number one would be when I went from an alcoholic and drinking every single day excessively to not. So the goal was to get off of the alcohol and onto anything other than alcohol. That was literally the goal, right? So I knew that my alcoholic beverage of choice was beer in a can. So one of the easiest ways that I was able to replace that behavior was through non-alcoholic beer. And I did that for about a month and a half. It worked extremely well because it was still in a can. It still gave you that, like, when you open the can, it gives you that sound, okay? And it still kind of tastes like beer. It gives you that funky feeling in your throat and all of that jazz. So it worked really well in getting me from the alcohol to the non-alcohol. From there, because let's just be honest, non-alcoholic beer tastes gross. It's not the greatest thing on the planet. And it's honestly not something that I still want to drink every day. So after I got myself onto the non-alcoholic beer, I thought to myself, okay, so what's the next step? What's the next thing that I can move on to? Well, another thing that I did then was use carbonated water. So out here in Canada, we have carbonated water that's also in a can. Just so happens to be in a blue can, which was the color of my favorite beer as well. So it came in a blue can. It gave you that sound when you opened it. It was still carbonated, gave you that funky feeling in your throat. And I was able to use carbonated water to then get off of alcohol. And I was drinking carbonated water for then another few months. And then I went from drinking maybe six up to 12 beers every single day to now drinking 64 ounces of water. Boom, right? Now on a more recent habit change mission that I've been on is for quitting smoking. And I've been smoking cigarettes since I was about, you know, 13 years old and I'm now 29. So, it's been it's been a long time having this addiction, wouldn't you say? So, I've tried quitting smoking so many goddamn times. This one time I was like, okay, first of all, I'm not going to go all in. Now that's a crazy concept, right? Because a lot of times we're told if we want to quit something, you need to completely quit it. And I'm here to tell you that that might not work. And I'm an example as to why that didn't work. Because I've tried that multiple times to quit cold turkey, to use the patch, to cut down, all sorts of shit. Didn't work for me never worked. I would maybe quit for 
the longest time I quit smoking the last time was six months, which is amazing. Don't get me wrong, but still completely felt off and back onto the cigarettes not too long after because, hey, shit hit the fan in my life. Things weren't going well and I reverted back, right? That happens so, so, so much. So this time around, I, A, got really fucking crystal clear as to why I needed to quit smoking. And it wasn't just about health. I knew that smoking was hindering me in so many different ways. It was making me continue to think of myself as that past version of myself. Does that make sense? Like, because I continued to smoke, I couldn't move forward to that, that next level self. I never wanted to smoke cigarettes for this long in my life. I, I, I honestly thought I was going to have kids by the age of 27. I know a lot of us women do that too. And so like, I didn't have kids and I'm still sitting here smoking. Right. And I've gone to the point where I'm like, I don't want to fucking wait anymore until I get pregnant. Cause what if I never do? Right. So I got really crystal clear as to like why I needed to quit smoking and why this was the time to do it. That was number one. Number two, I was like, okay, I know that the nicotine in the cigarettes isn't actually the problem. You go through nicotine withdrawals for maybe a week and then like, and then it's done. Okay. Quitting smoking is so goddamn fucking hard because of the habit of picking it up lighting it, putting it in your mouth, inhaling something, and then exhaling something. That is the addiction. So I took myself to a vape store. I got myself a vape pen. I got myself the highest nicotine available and some delicious yummy flavors. And I got home and I did not quit smoking. No, 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 no. I took a full month to just allow myself to go back and forth between vaping and smoking, vaping and smoking. I would light a cigarette or I would vape. And I just continued to do that for a whole month. One of the really great things that I did too, again, this is my behavior analysis identity coming through because I love tracking behaviors. So I did the math. I was like, okay, what, how much do I typically smoke in a month? It's 400 gross, 400 cigarettes a month. Nasty. I knew I was smoking up to about 400 cigarettes a month. And so I took a tracking sheet and I was like, let's just see how much I smoke this month. Just the sheer like fact of having a vape pen and moving from a vape pen to cigarettes with no pressure. We're just getting used to it. I went from 400 cigarettes to 30. Now that's a fucking great uh, success rate. Don't you think? I know I was pretty hyped about it. Another really cool thing that happened during this time frame was that the cigarettes honestly just started to taste gross. Because like I said, I got the vape pen with all sorts of delicious flavors. So when I would light up a cigarette and I'd take a few puffs, I'd be like, this is disgusting. I'm going to go back to my delicious raspberry blueberry flavored vape thing over here and use that instead. Now it's been 
almost three months of me strictly using, strictly, I haven't touched a cigarette in three months and just using this guy while my partner was still smoking cigarettes, which was the problem the last time I tried to quit smoking and was only successful up to six. So that there are just a few, two of my biggest examples of how I was able to get rid of the two biggest addictions that I was battling with through behavior modification. So this is a long, long podcast today. I mean, it's not an hour, but it's not 10 minutes either. So I hope that you get a bit of a grasp as to what behavior modification is and how habit change can happen through for you through habit replacement. Habit replacement will help you move up the ladder to the point where you succeed in the overall goal that you're looking to achieve. My partner has now done the same thing. He's also been smoking cigarettes since he's been about 12 years old. He's now 33. He hated the idea of a vape pen. Hated it. Thought it was blasphemy for some weird reason. You know what I mean? But he's now on a week of not smoking and just smoking a vape. So how... Actually, scratch that. Number one, what habit has been kicking your ass that you want to get rid of? That's step one. Identify it. Step two, why? Why, why, why do you want to get rid of this habit? Why do you know that this habit isn't good for you anymore? Why do you know it's not serving you? Why? Get to that root reason as to why you want to get rid of this goddamn thing. All right? Next, number three you're then going to start to come up with different ways. I would recommend multiple different ways that you can start to try to replace this habit, okay? If it's drinking, is there a drink that you can move on to? I heard, I wish I was into kombucha back when I started to quit drinking because I heard kombucha is like a really great thing that people are starting to utilize now to get off of drinking because kombucha is carbonated. It gives you that funky feeling in your throat. It tastes good. It actually tastes, because it's fermented, it actually kind of tastes a little alcoholic-ish, but it's also then extremely healthy and beneficial for you. So kombucha, right? <laughs> what are ways that you can start to replace those behaviors that you're looking to get rid of? In behavior modification, we also call this sometimes extinction, but it's a little less, mm, little less, uh, how do I say this? Intense, a little less intense than extinction. The idea of extinction is literally like you just take it away. Just take that damn thing away and deal with it. So behavior modification you can try that. I mean, if, uh, if you're one of those people, I know there are a few people on this, in this plan. I know a few friends who have been able to quit things just like in a drop of a dime and be fine with it. So if that's you fucking amen and go for it. But if it's not, then that's also okay too. We need to be in a better, um, space for ourselves. Okay. When we try to quit these things, we need to be able to give ourselves love, compassion, and grace when and 
this, okay, yeah, when we screw up, there's no if. When? Because there's going to be a day when you fall off. There might be a few days that you fall off. But the whole point is, is it's a journey. You're never going to, it's not meant to be perfect. And that's my little tangent. Again, this is unscripted, except for the, like, little technique part needed to write those guys down so I can remember. But behavior modification can be really great for you guys to work through those habits that you're looking to change. So, yeah, like I said, number three, figure out a way to replace that habit. Number four, I'd recommend tracking because it'll help you actually see the progress that you're making, which will help solidify it for you. And then just number four, number five, whatever number we're on, just give yourself love, compassion, grace. And that's it for me today. Those are your action steps. Figure out a habit that you want to fucking get rid of and then figure out ways to, uh, to replace the damn thing. Having a sip of a warm beverage here. Anywho, I hope you guys are having a splendid new year's so far. I know for me, it's been a little rough. Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. Been battling a huge cold. I had a friend actually pass away from a drug overdose on Christmas day. And I now have a family member in the hospital with a brain aneurysm. So like, yo, shit's been fire over here. But you know, what's really great is, um, because of the work that I've been doing, I'm not spiraling like I would have a few years ago. So again, this is just proof. I know that my life's been shit a little bit lately, but I'm still here. I'm still happy. I still know my purpose. I'm still very clear on who I am and why I'm here. And my mental health is pretty good. And that's kind of what I want for you guys. And that's why I'm here. So... I'm going to go on another long tangent, so I'm going to end it here. I hope you have a great, amazing day, and I will see you guys next time. One last thing before I go, though. Please, please, please give us a rating. Any rating, five stars obviously would be amazing, but this podcast is so new, so any rating, any comment, sharing on your stories and getting the word out there would be absolutely amazing, and I'd really, really appreciate it. I also just love seeing this podcast out there in this world, so it makes me feel some type of way that's just absolutely amazing, so please take a few seconds to like and give us a rating. Ciao!